You're listening to the One Minute Mindfulness Show with Vicki Kelly and Natalie McIver. This is the One Minute Mindfulness Show where we explore the life-enhancing power of paying attention and everyday ways to strengthen our capacity for more mindful living. I'm Vicki Kelly and it's a welcome to the show. Now today I have... A pretty special person that we get to interview. I've got Lyndall with me and Lyndall Wright is a holistic health coach and has been for a little while now and she's got a particular passion in nutrition. But the most important thing about Lyndall that uh, we all need to know in our Omling community is Lyndall is one of my very dearest and very closest friends. Welcome to the show, Lyndall. Hello, Vicky. Thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting. This has been a long time coming, and off, you know, offline, we've, uh, you have been coaching me gently and sometimes not so gently through <laughs> through my own nutrition journey. Uh, so I thought, how perfect to share a little bit of you, a little bit of Lindell, with our Omling community. Oh, thank you so much for sharing me. <laughs> Hey. And you know what's so cool is that we get to laugh while we're doing it. We get to laugh a lot while we're doing it. So this show's all about uh, minimizing our distractions and those things that grab our attention. And I think for, for many of us, and particularly I know uh, in my life, a lot of the time, something that really grabs my attention and almost can hijack my attention is food. The thought of food, food preparation, what I should eat, more importantly, what I shouldn't eat, and it can be a constant distraction. Yes, <clears throat> that's right, because sometimes we get um, either carried away in the moment, we get sort of overexcited sometimes, or sometimes we just have to eat on the run. So sometimes, like you said, we we lose that the mindfulness eating factor where we sit down, let our body digest the food properly, and eating on the run can cause a whole lot of other stuff that goes on in your body. So, Lyndall, just backtrack there a little bit. Just on that whole mindful eating, is mindful eating one of those things that, you know, it'd be nice if we could, but if we don't, it doesn't matter? Or is it something that really matters? Well, for me, I'm... I would love to say that I always mindfully eat, but the reality is is, is that I don't. Oh, come on. When you we... don't have to air your dirty laundry on, on this show. <laughs> oh, why not? It's all about being truthful. <laughs> um, I would love to have as much time in the world to sit down and chew my, every mouthful 22 times. And Is that and, the number, 22? Yeah, apparently, 22 times, every mouthful. Wow. Um, and have hours. Well, 22 every... mouthfuls doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> that, you, that you swallow or inhale whole. Probably not, no. <laughs> okay, 22 times. So, omlings, that's, that's going to take you longer than a minute. However, 22 times is a lot of chewing. It is a lot of chewing. Because what it does is it starts helping break down the food and, heart, and enhances the digestion that's already actually started. Digestion starts as soon as we see food. Um, the salivary glands start working and, and pump out. I know now, lungs. even just talking about oh, I food. know. All you need to do is visualise something that you really, really love. And All I need to do that, is think about you, Lyndall, and 
Oh, I know I start salivating, but saliv- not, 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 for, not for a bad reason, just because I think about food and the, all the oh. amazing food that you, you prepare every time I get the pleasure of coming into your home. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. I don't know if my children would have the same appreciation. So, so that actually brings up a perfect point because lots, lots of our listeners have kids and we, we have this um, obsession. And one of the, you know, one of the big conversations out there when it comes to our health and well-being is around this thing called diet. And so we, we jump on board whatever the latest fad is or those people who have a little um, distraction by food will jump on board and we jump on board and say, oh, now, now we've got to um, be vegan or now we've got to not have dairy and have more meat or now we've got to, and I'm probably um, totally condescending or, or totally superseding anything else that I'm and contradicting what I'm saying, which, which uh, reveals my, my little misunderstanding about the whole diet process but we tend to jump on bandwagons and particularly when it comes to our kids how do we get our kids to a level of understanding so that they don't they're not scared by food it doesn't become uh one of the you know the emotional challenges or doesn't put them into anxiety around um eating disorders because of the way that we're introducing the concept of food into our families and I think that can be quite a big problem. You're right and there's quite a, there's a few issues that you raise there and one of them is uh, the fact that this is a term that I was introduced when I did my course of um, holistic nutrition, it's bio-individuality and what that basically is is that everybody's different. One diet is not going to suit everybody. Mm. <clears throat> um, what suits you is not what suits me because we're different people. We're made up with uh, of different cells. We come from different lineage. Um, so that's one thing that we need to take into consideration. And the whole idea of um, a, a, a Diet for me just seems wrong because you, the word diet means that you're going to be restricting your body of mm. nutrients. So I like to say just eat real food. And if you're eating real food, then you're going to be getting the nutrients, micronutrients that, that you need from the real food, and you're going to feel satiated because you're actually eating the right stuff for you. As long as you're listening to your body, and that's a bit of a catch cry at the moment, but the, the reality is that that's what you have to do. Your body, if you're in tu- if you're in tune with your body, your body will tell you what is right for you to to eat and to drink. My body constantly tells me I need chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's your body or your oh, brain. That's probably my mind. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> chocolate's one of those things that that's linked. Of course, it's linked into your emotion because the the sugar and the cacao mm. is a bit of a, a, a stimulant. So sometimes we just we're eating for for comfort. Yes, and and that that can also be tricky because a lot of people eat the wrong foods for comfort. Yes. Uh, in so, terms of, can so I just can I just retract back to the foods? Is it the stimulating foods we tend to go for? Um, when we're thinking about comfort food, which in itself is maybe not necessarily the best way to go, but it's that by – I tend to be really good in the mornings and then mm. by middle of the afternoon or 5 p.m. I'm wanting to mm. inhale the contents of the fridge yeah, or the, or the guilty pleasure cupboard. 
No, yeah. I have one of those. Do you I have one of those. Little, I promise. <laughs> Do you have one of those, a guilty pleasure cupboard? It's that three o'clock slump for me. Yes. And okay, so um, here's here's a one minute here's a one minute um thing. If because I don't think we're alone. Lots of people that I speak with have that middle of the afternoon, 3 p.m. slump, and yeah. that's when we tend to go for the second coffee or the third or the fifth coffee yeah. or something sugary and sweet. I just need something sweet to get me across the line yeah. in the evening yeah. to dinner. What would be something that we could prepare in less than a minute? Because because many of us have um, a time challenged, so reaching for the chocolate bar or reaching for the easiest thing can sometimes be the most processed thing. So what are some things that we could snack on that would, as you said, um, uh, make us feel satiated and yes. get us long-lasting? Yeah. And <laughs> well, you're right. And I, we need comfort yeah. uh, that we could do in a minute or less. Yeah. Well, with that easy snack... A good food, and some you often reach for the the chocolate or the sweet things because mm-hmm. it does give you that immediate uh, sugar rush because it gets okay. stra- absorbed straight into your blood system. Where really, what we should be eating is a, a handful of nuts or fruit and nuts mixed together. Or mm-hmm. if you've got um, some granola in the cupboard, which is good for breakfast, it's good for any time of the day really. And you can but sprinkle. Are that we on talking some about the supermarket granola or something that? Well, you know, homemade granola is always better because the supermarket granola, more often than not, has way too much sugar in it. <clears throat> oh, so what we we could give a little plug to our friend on from the Wellness Guys. Yes, <laughs> we could. Damien Christoph has this fantastic range of forage it's, forage cereals. It's fabulous, and you can eat it for um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> I have well, actually. I have known. been known to eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> Do you know what? So have I. Yeah. <laughs> so if- because you're right. You, sometimes you just need that really quick snack. But the thing is that you need to eat foods that have the good fats in them because that's going to make you feel full and satiated. It's the comfort foods that we were talking about before that that people and which is comes back to that emotional eating people mm. turn to the comfort foods which for some people it's pasta some people it's dairy so you know yes. macaroni mm. cheese yeah if you think back to growing up what was the food that you would eat <gasps> that you sort of had reminisced about was just just made you feel at home you know oh, like a big no. hug. white yeah. bread a big I know. a big slab of cream and then sugar on top <laughs> Scones with jam and cream. Oh, Do you know what I used to have is white white bread. I'd rip off the crusts and screw it up into a ball. Do you remember that? <laughs> so what about if we're if we're talking about the kids again? What about snacks for kids after school? Yeah, because that's... it's it's so easy to have a, a drawer full of those processed chippies and biscuits Correct. and. All of those things that within the supermarket shelves, they say that, you know, they, they get the, the um, healthy tick on them, yet they're full, they're filled with sugar, they're highly processed, and I don't know that there's any real nutritional value to, to many of those. So what about some after-school after snacks? We can, go, we can go with forage, which, or, or a, a um, homemade granola, which is, um, your, are we adding anything to that? Well, the recipe that I've got on my website has just got 
um, a bit of maple syrup or honey. So it's still a sweetener, but mm-hmm. it's not the processed sugar. And right, then you, okay. you're more in control. If you make it yourself, you're more in control of how much sugar you add. Mm-hmm. Um, you could add in dried fruit, but again, you need to be careful because that is a, a high concentrated okay, yeah. sugar. Um, but there, it's the nuts and the oats or um, the other not necessarily grains, like quinoa, you can put quinoa flakes in there, the things that are going to keep you full for longer. Yes, so in yes, terms yes. of snacks, snacks for the kids, yep. um, sometimes I have organic corn chips in the cupboard and they come home and have, have that with some, some salsa that I've either made or, or, I'd, or bought because I'm the same as everyone else. I'm just a bit time poor sometimes, but I always try and make good healthy choices when I'm at the supermarket. Rather than just grabbing the Doritos salsa, I get an mm-hmm. organic salsa, and of course I check the sugar, the sugar in it. And for the for the listeners that don't know, um, four grams equals one teaspoon of sugar. So you can easily work out on the label how much sugar per serve is in the food that you buy. So that's four grams equals one teaspoon of sugar. Now, if a jar says it's got five servings in it. Then you need to times that those grams by four because there's four servings. Wow. Okay. So that's just one little thing that um, I always do when I'm in the supermarket. <clears throat> so snacks for the kids: corn chips and salsa, mm-hmm. um, rice crackers with some cut up cheese, or carrot sticks with some um, hummus hummus dip or tzatziki dip. Something that's just going to keep them going because they they come home starving from school and often so, they've got other things to go to they're going to yeah, music list right. sport sport some sort of training uh, or hopefully not spending too much time with their head down in their devices and we're encouraging them to get out and about but to yes. do that we need to be able to to um, give them some nutrition so that they can go out and do the things that they that they need to do. So we've got rice crackers, of which I think we need to – I've fallen into that trap of buying rice crackers that are laced with sugar and I didn't even – sort of, oh, they're rice crackers, they're really good for you. And, and, and um, flavour enhancer, the 521. Yeah, 5 um, – what is it? 521. Five, 521. Five, the flavour enhancer. So a good one. I, I If I can't get um, the series organic ones – just, you know, every supermarket's different. They've all got the Sakatar ones. I quite like the plain. If there's nothing else there, then just the plain Sakatar ones are good. There's no added flavourings in those ones. There's a little bit of salt. Okay, yeah. And that's about it. But if you get flavoured rice crackers, then more often than not, again, there's going to be either flavourings or sugar or something else in them. So, again, just check the ingredients. And, again, um, like I said before, that's my motto: just eat real food. So if there's numbers on there, then you don't that you don't understand. Leave them on the back, shelf. Leave them on the shelf. Okay, great. And look look for a different alternative. And ideally, keeping um, any processed food down is what I've noticed that your mantra tends to be. So it's that keep keep the processed food to a minimum, whether whether they're the crackers or the whatever's, and yeah. and eat as wholly as you can, would that? Yeah, absolutely. So, again, going back to the snacks for the kids, you could have a handful of nuts and a cut-up apple 
um, then you're eating, you're getting the fibre from the apple and the protein from the nuts. Yes. <clears throat> and combining them, it'll get absorbed. It's the long-lasting energy, especially if they're going out for sport training or something, then they need that rather than a, a quick sugar fix from a, a white, highly processed lamington or a donut or something yes. where it's just going to be those highly processed foods get absorbed straight into your blood system and basically act as a sugar. So mm. rather than giving you long-lasting effect, they you get that, you know, that the sugar high and then a, a big slump afterwards where your body's trying to, meta- yeah. um, to equalise again. And and don't be seduced by um, juices. Hey, I, I, yeah. I know that um, a number of years ago it was – you know, I was the one that, well, you know, fruit juices are good because mm. they're they're natural and they're but they're they're highly concentrated um, sugar. That's right. Because what happens, you know, that especially the labelling can pull you in too. It's a, it's a nice healthy looking label. You get you get sucked in and cold pressed juice. That's a new sort of wording out there that draws you in. And what happens there is that if it's if it's a juice or a cold pressed juice, the fibres taken out which means, again, like I said with the processed foods, once the fibre's taken out, it, it, it becomes a, a sugar. It's high high in fructose sugar, which is the sugar in fruit. And that gets absorbed into your bloodstream, and if it doesn't get absorbed, it gets stored around your organs. So if you're eating, if you're drinking a lot of fruit juice or eating a lot of high fructose things, that's what's going to happen. I don't know if many of your listeners have seen that sugar film that's that's what in that movie that's what he concentrates on is the dangers of fructose. Okay, so so, so that's that's too that's too. Can we eat too much fruit in its whole form? You know, we actually can. Okay. So um, because that tends that can be my my go to minute or less snack, mm, and yes. since I know since uh, talking with you and and learning from you about eating more wholly, I have reduced my fruit a lot and it does affect my energy in a really positive way. So I've yeah. sort of replaced some of the fruit with those nuts and and more um, good fats, avocados and things, and it does yeah. it does comfort me for longer and have me feeling satisfied for longer than than the, the eating too much fruit. Fruit, that's right. Um, so there's, you know, there's, when I say they, there's different different sources of information um, out there. But two to three servings of fruit is is pretty good during the day mm-hmm. um, to keep you going in terms of your fructose sugar levels. Um, back back to the juices. If if you're out and about and you just feel like you need a drink and you want to make a healthy choice, the, your best option is to get a smoothie. Because that's where everything's just been bung into a food processor or a blender, and if you can get a green, you know, something with some vegetables in it, live and leafy, live and leafy, <laughs> green smoothies, my go-to smoothie. Really. Okay. Yeah. I throw in avocado and kale and cucumber and an apple and some frozen banana. So you get a bit of vegetables and fruit, but the main thing is that the fibres all left in. You know, if anyone who knows, anyone who's ever owned a juicer, when you juice your fruit you have all the the fiber mm. in this little gungy bit on the side and you throw that in the compost yeah exactly because that's actually the stuff that your body needs to help 
help everything be digested at a slower rate, which will give you the, which um, which means you're not absorbing it as sugar, basically. Mm, okay, that that makes a whole lot of sense. So, would you suggest because a smoothie essentially could take less than a minute, would a smoothie be a good um, afternoon snack? Are there are there tasty smoothies for kids oh. in terms of because kids sometimes will look at green and think mm. yuck immediately Absolutely. um and in saying that my well my kids love a green smoothie in the morning now and sometimes i don't get around to making it and they say why haven't we got green smoothie oh. today so a one way you could do it is so i always freeze the bananas in little um snap lock bags so what you could do is you could freeze ahead of time and this is where doing a bit of extra work on the weekend to get your food set up for the week is is really really helpful at um keeping you on track with your health if you make up little little packets and in these packets you have some banana some avocado some some greens that you put in the freezer and you can just tip it into the into your your blender in the morning or in the afternoon for the kids or if um for a minute a minute smoothie that you might want to whip up in the afternoon if you if you're okay having dairy you could throw in some yogurt and some even throw in a bit of peanut butter into it yogurt peanut butter and some banana and a few berries if you like into a smoothie and whiz that up that would take definitely less than a minute and that's always a good a good nutritious snack on the run if mm-hmm. for those of us who are mum mum's taxi is being able to and I know I do this for Grace sometimes, is if we're going from, you know, school to an activity, having a smoothie there because she doesn't necessarily have time to eat or can get a bit her, her stress bunnies on about the next activity and yeah. just giving, letting her have a few sips of the smoothie, just I know that she's got some, some good stuff going into her tummy. Yeah, that's right. Which helps, which helps their brain work too. Well, it calms the stress levels down, and that's the other thing that that interferes with with uh, with your health is stress. It interferes with your gut. Okay, so gut we know system. so we know that food um, is good for us physically. So we the, the physiological effects of eating of eating well. Um, yeah. are pretty well understood and and so and we've we we've under we understand now that the the supermarket we need to be a, a little bit prepared and and we need to shop mindfully is sure. i think is what I got out of that conversation with you. be mindful and take some breaths before you head in with your trolley to the supermarket and leave Do you the- know this the saying is shop around the outside of the supermarket oh there you go so shop around shop the around outside. the outside. And work your way in. Leave the, the numbers. Outside. Leave the yeah. numbers on the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> and get lots of real, live, leafy food. Correct. Leave the juice in the in the um, fridge or on the shelves. Mm-hmm. And make sure that where we can invest some time in pre-preparing, so that by the time we get to those after school or those. Um, Mad where rush times. Yeah, yeah, those rush times are where we're really busy. We have options that are healthier options to just pull pull from the shelf or pull out of the fridge than mm. having the, that choice of um, a processed something or a healthy something or no choice. So if if the food that we that we eat we know f- um, 
physiologically has an effect on our health and well-being. What about food, the, the psychology of food? So does our food choices impact us emotionally or how does it impact us emotionally? Yeah, well, it definitely can. And again, it's different for each individual. And what I said, what we talked about back at the start is that some people go for the chocolate or the, the, that comfort food that that maybe maybe it was when you were growing up or maybe in happy times you had this favourite meal that you ate. So And that's what you tend to want to go to when you're feeling a bit down or sad or <clears throat> whatever. On a cold winter's day, you know, you just want sort of that warm comfort food. Mm, that's melted chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> With strawberries dipped in it. Hey, stop it. <laughs> but what and what's really cool is that there's um, there's more and more research and it's fairly new research because they're discovering new things all the time <clears throat> is about the gut brain connection. We have a nerve that runs from our gut up to our brain, which is called the vagus nerve, and it's like a, a highway for information where the brain and the gut talk to each other, which is amazing research to have been done and to be found. And so that that, that saying that you've got a gut feel about something, mm. that's actually that's actually the truth. That's the brain in your in your gut. Correct. And the gut you've got the gut has its own nervous system, which is really impressive. And I've heard you talk about microbiomes quite a few times. I know it's one of your most favourite words. It, it's a word that I love. I don't really understand it except that now everything I do, because it's, it's I think <laughs> microbiome is another one of those, uh, you know, it's, the, it's the, the new thing in the diet world. And because yeah. I'm out there and, you know, going around trying to learn things, microbiome became my catchphrase about everything became good for your microbiome. I said to Grace just a couple of days ago, I said, Gracie, go and do your homework. It's really good for your microbiome. <laughs> So, so just on that, can you give us a nutshell? Well, actually, mostly for me, could you give me a nutshell of what is your microbiome? Your microbiome is just basically a, a name for your gut flora. Oh. So all the the good bugs that are in your in your gut. Mm. And these little guys, we've actually got more than a thousand different strains of microbiome working for us and also against us. But what we need is to make sure that there's a balance of the good and bad gut bacteria. Lyndall, is this the same bugs that get killed off if we take antibiotics? Yeah, that's true. And what what they're actually discovering is that um, not so long ago they thought that with antibiotics that kills off all gut bugs. But what they're what they're discovering now is that it doesn't actually kill them off. It's <clears throat> not them. All. It kills a lot, but it doesn't actually wipe you clean. There are some gut bugs still there. But we need to build them up again, and that's where you, that I'm sure most of your listeners have heard of probiotics, and probi whether it be in probiotics foods or probiotics off the shelf, what the probiotics do is that then they feed those gut bugs to help them grow strong again. And the importance with these gut bugs is that they, they basically help our immune system. <clears throat> okay, so if we're eating... If we're eating real food and there's many of us who who have a reluctance to want to – and I know in my family I've got a reluctance to want to turn to the, the pill cabinet, whether it's natural or otherwise, uh, because I don't want to create that culture with with 
um, the kids yeah. of, of popping pills, even though they might be supplement pills. Okay. What, what are some natural foods that we could add to our snacks, say, or add to our smoothie that yeah. are um, probiotic in their nature? Yeah, of course, yeah. So everyone's heard of your cook, which is the drink that, you know, you suggested that you have when you have probiotics is to help build up the good gut bugs. The problem with your cook is that it's actually really high in sugar. Oh, you're so, oh, cooked. You're yes, cooked. Yes, okay. So the, the better form of this type of yoga is called kefir. And some people pronounce it kefir, some people pronounce it kefir. It's K-E-F. IR yoga and you can find this in good health food stores organic food stores in the yogurt section and it's actually quite strong when you have it on your own so sometimes on its own sometimes I mix it in with um, some other natural um, organic yogurt just to sort of dull it down a bit so you could and pop what, it in a smoothie though or would yeah, it overpower yeah. the smoothie no you could probably pop it in I've, I've used it a couple of tablespoons in a smoothie that then feeds six of us Okay, so, so but if got, you want it more yogurty, then I'd put in yeah, natural yogurt okay. along with it. So we've kefir. got kefir, 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 kefir yogurt. Yes, um, which is the better form of yogurt, okay. really. Yeah. <clears throat> um, sauerkraut. Um, again, not the sauerkraut that's sitting sitting on the shelf in a jar for six months. The sauerkraut that you get buy from the fridge and then you store in your fridge because what that is, it's got live bacteria in it, which then feed the the live bacteria, your microbiome. Your yes, well, I've, I have to say that, that I I have or my, my gut brain has fallen in love with, with uh, sauerkraut and yeah. I add it to everything and particularly at night time when I'm sneaking goodies into the kids' meals, mm. I wait until I've – if I'm serving them spaghetti bolognese or something, I wait for it because this is from your advice, Lyndall, to, to allow it not to be at – you know, too hot, but at eating yeah. temperature. And then I just mix a little bit of sauerkraut mm. through the sauce and they don't oh, even know it's there. It's such a cool, sneaky way of getting some probiotics because um, the reason why you need to leave it in the fridge is it's a live bacteria. So, mm. of course, you can't cook it or heat it because then it kills the bacteria. So you're not actually getting the goodness mm -hmm. out of it. So what you said leaving it to eating temperature so it's still warm, of course, but not too hot. Then, yes. then it's okay. So there's other so there's sauerkraut. So there's kimchi as well, which is basically the Korean form of sauerkraut. It's a bit spicy. It's got okay. a few more yeah. vegetables, and that is super yummy. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're having it with a barbecue, or I mean, I have sauerkraut and kimchi with barbecue, whether it be fish or meat or or whatever. Yum. Yeah. Um, miso. Miso is also another um, probiotic, or it's a fermented um, bean. Or you can get um, miso rice, rice miso. So it's a, it's through the fermenting process that. But miso soup is heated up and quite hot. Does that mean that is. that kills off the bacteria? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure about what how how that works. <clears throat> the the miso with that, but I've been I've done a bit of reading and miso and that's always been included. But if yeah. in doubt, if in doubt, the, the most important thing is don't overheat it. So don't yeah. have it on the stove. Don't cooking boiling. It. Yeah, that's Bo right. Absolutely right. Boiling up. 
Hey, Linda, we're in a situation now. We're going to have to get you back for um, part two of this because we're at the end of this show. But we have, I have to tell you, I have learned so much and I know our Omlin community has learned so much. What I, what I have got is that we just need to leave the numbers on, shop mindfully, shop on the outside, leave the numbers yep. on the shelves, leave the fruit juice on the shelves and all the processed bits and pieces where yep. possible on the shelves. Eat live and leafy, real food. And there is lots of ways just from our, your beautiful ideas today, particularly around snacks, that we can um, provide for ourselves and our family things that aren't, don't consume lots of our time. And that's, that's what I think is the, the main thing about this eating healthily is we feel like it has to take so long. We've, but we can add a little bit of sauerkraut or a little bit of that yogurt name, kefir, <laughs> kefir. Uh, to, to things that we're already doing yeah. to add some nutritional value and, and some right. nutritional density. And that's, that's so amazing. So where can people find more of your wonderful uh, ideas and recipes? Do you have a website or anything like that? I do have a website. It's um, Happily Nourished, or if you Google my name, Lyndall Wright, L-Y-N-D-A-L-L-W-R-I-G-H-T.com.au. Um, that'll take you through to my website. And it's a website and it's a work in progress. So there's some recipes, there's a few blogs, but there's always more um, going up on the website. Great. One of the omlings, one of my favorite recipes on Lindell's website is the lemon jellies. If you do nothing else, get on those babies. They are very cool. So, Lindell, thank you so much. Will you come back on our show? I'd love to. I've had so much fun. Oh, yay. Well, thank you so much. We will definitely have you back on our show. So this brings us to the end of another show. Thank you for joining us today again, Omlings. You've got some great one-minute practices when it comes to our um, nutrients for our body and, as we as it turns out, our emotional health. So there's lots of ways that you can stay connected with us on the couch. Make sure you go to Lindell's website, uh, Happily Nourished, and get some more information and download some of those recipes. You can go to our website, www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash OMM. We'll also put uh, links up to Happily Nourished and, and Lindell's site there too. You'll also find there a growing number of fabulous shows on that wellness couch. And we've got our wellness summit coming up in September. So make sure you jump on the website and have a look and, and get along to that. Um, if you do like this show, please now go and post it or tweet it or share it with your online tribe. And of course, do, do go and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. So until next time, beautiful omlings, I just invite you to pause, breathe and smile as you strengthen and expand your inspired mind and your connected and mindful heart. See you next time. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Boston Loans Couch presenter, endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Loans Couch podcasts.